Congratulations, you have just found the number one over 50 health and wellness podcast on the planet. Hello and welcome to the Over 50 Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin English. I'm the founder of The Silver Edge, and our mission is to help you build and maintain a lean, healthy body that you love for the rest of your life, so you can show up in the second half of your life as the healthiest, strongest, most vital version of yourself. Today, we have another episode of The Coach's Corner, so no guest, it's just me, and we'll be back next week with our normal interview format. Now, since this is the last episode of 2023, I thought it would be fun to review the worst health, fitness, and nutrition trends of the year. So I've got my list of the top five overhyped fitness and nutrition trends. Now, for those of you that have been around here for a while, it might be fun for you to take a minute right now and see how many of these trends you can guess before we jump into them. And you'll get bonus points if you can get them in order. All right. Now, before we dive into today's episode, since New Year's is literally right around the corner, I would be remiss if I didn't put in a quick plug for our coaching services. If you are over 50 and interested in optimizing your health, dropping a few pounds of fat and building some lean functional muscle. And if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that's you. And if you're tired of crash diets, gimmicks, and the constant hamster wheel of losing and gaining the same 10 pounds over and over again, and if you're ready to take a long-term health-first approach to sustainable, permanent fat loss and muscle building, and if you want to make 2024 the year you finally take control of your body composition and health so that you can show up in the second half of your life as the leanest, strongest, healthiest, most vital version of yourself, if that's you, then what are you waiting for? Reach out and let's start a conversation about whether our one-on-one personalized nutrition, exercise, and lifestyle coaching is a perfect match for you and your goals. As of the recording of this, and I'm recording this Thursday, December 28th, 2023, we have actually pre-sold half of our January coaching slots already. So that means we have eight slots remaining as of today. If you're interested, shoot me an email at coach at silveredgefitness.com and we'll hop on a quick Zoom call to talk through the details. Okay, enough shameless self-promotion. Let's get on with today's show. The top five worst fitness trends of 2023. Okay, before we do this, let me set some table stakes here. My industry, that is the health, wellness, nutrition, and fitness industry, is full of shit. Seriously, my industry produces an astonishing amount of sewage and garbage, second really only to the actual titans of bullshit, which is big food and big pharma. So, I guess you could say we're in third place when it comes to spouting complete and utter nonsense, but it's not for lack of trying. We're shoveling a lot of manure your way, like a whole lot. But why is this? Why is there so much conflicting information floating around in this space, in this health, nutrition, exercise space? And I suppose there's a few reasons, but I think one of the main reasons is that we consumers, and I include myself in this category, by the way, we eat this stuff up because this is what sells stuff. It's what gets clicks and likes. It sells products and programs. In other words, there's a stupid amount of money to be made. And let's face it, we as consumers, we want the easy button, the quick fix. Now, 
Be honest now. How many of you want to be told that the key to a lifelong, lean, strong, healthy, capable body comes from making permanent lifestyle changes versus the brand new keto colon cleanse fasting beach body 30 day miracle program? And I'm not going to lie. If there was some way for me to be lean, strong, healthy, and vital that was easier than what I currently do, I'm all up for that, right? Here's my money. But if you're a listener of this podcast, you're probably a bit more sophisticated than the average health and wellness consumer. You've probably tried dozens of diets, pills, programs, and products, and some of them might even have worked. And I'm using quotations around worked until they didn't. And here's the thing. It's not like I'm claiming I'm so much better than my industry because I've got it all figured out. I don't. I've just dedicated my life to the decidedly unsexy, rather mundane, and dare I say boring study of the basics. You know, things like eating real food, exercising, getting healthy sleep, managing my stress, and working on my mindset. I've spent the last decade of my life exploring what it takes to age in a strong, healthy manner. And guess what? It's none of the things we're getting ready to talk about in this list of the five worst fitness trends of this year. But to be fair, I think another reason there is so much confusion and conflicting information in my space is because as marketers, we want a one-size-fits-all approach. But the reality is we're all bio-individuals with our own genetics, life histories, and abilities, and limitations. Okay, Hang on, I've realized I'm babbling here a little bit and kind of getting off point, but before we get to the list, I want to tell you that I intentionally chose more or less mainstream fitness trends. There's no shortage of really wacky, off-the-wall ideas out there, but I wanted to limit this list to some of the more, what I'm going to call just mainstream fitness trends. Okay, now with that being said, let's jump right into it. I've stacked ranked these fitness trends, and we're going to work our way backwards from number five to number one. So here goes. Number five, plant-based diets. Okay, so this camp is gaining traction and seems to have an almost cult-like following. This has been popular for quite a while now, but the real reason this one made it onto this year's list is that we're really stoking the flames of not only is meat bad for you, especially red meat, not only is it bad for your health, but it's bad for the environment. Therefore, if you eat meat, you are a bad person. Never mind that, according to the EPA, only 10% of all greenhouse emissions come from all of agriculture, with power, industry, and transportation making up over three-quarters of all greenhouse gases. And of the 10% of total greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture, the EPA goes on to report that the impact of livestock production in the U.S. on greenhouse emissions is about 4.2%, with 2.2% coming from beef cattle and another 1.4% coming from dairy cattle. So according to the EPA, only 2.2% of greenhouse gas emissions are coming from the beef we eat. Yet somehow we're being led to believe that cow farts are the biggest threat to our planet and our environment. And I don't know if you've ever driven past a food processing plant like the ones owned by, say, Nestle, which is the largest food producer in the world, or one of PepsiCo's factories. They're the second largest food producer in the world. But these are gigantic factories with huge smokestacks, and they don't look particularly earth-friendly to me. But here's the deal. There are no historic cultures that we know of that were 100% plant-based. None. 
Zero. Eating a vegan diet is a luxury that we can afford in this time and place, but it is in no way an optimal diet for health or longevity. And here's what I consider to be the worst part. By telling the average consumer who's already very unhealthy, remember roughly 70% of Americans are now overweight or obese, and by telling these folks to stop eating red meat for any reason is a horrible idea. And here's why. These people are going to have to replace these nutrient-dense calories with meat with something else. And where do you think that's coming from? Are these people going to replace those calories with kale and broccoli? No, of course not. They're going to replace those calories with highly processed foods, which can best be described as metabolic poison. And as we eat less and less meat and animal products, really one of the last bastions of nutrient-dense food most of us still eat, we're only going to get sicker and fatter. And there's a dark side to this. Corporate America wants you to stop eating meat because you're way more profitable when you're sick and you're fat. The packaged food and drink industry in the U.S. is estimated to be worth over a trillion dollars. That's trillion with a T. And of course, our health care costs here in the United States are $4.5 trillion annually. Now, I want you to think about that. Let's give that a second to really sink in. A trillion dollars is a stupid amount of money. Here's a fun way to conceptualize how much money we're really talking about. Look at it this way. A million seconds is about 12 days. A billion seconds is just a bit under 32 years long. So that's the difference between a million and a billion. That's a huge difference, right? A million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds is 32 years. A trillion seconds is a bit under 32,000 years. I'm not saying there's a conspiracy afoot, but there are shareholders all around us licking their greedy chops right about now. Okay, I could rant and rave about this one all day, and I think all of us, myself included, should eat plenty of whole plants. Note, not that processed crap made from plants, but whole real plants. But obviously, I'm not a fan of the plant-based hype and hysteria, and that's why they're number five on my list of worst fitness trends of 2023. Watch out for this one. I only expect the hype and misinformation to ramp up in the coming years. Number four, the carnivore diet. Okay, so some of you out there are probably pissed at me right about now because I called your baby ugly, those of you that are in the plant-based camp. But for all of you meat lovers who were with me in that last segment, my number four worst fitness trend of 2023 is the carnivore diet. In fact, did you know that January is officially World Carnivore Month? Yep, that's actually a thing. Google it. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar, the carnivore diet is exactly what it sounds like. It's eating exclusively animal products. So basically the exact opposite of the vegan diet we just talked about. Now, folks in this camp are making some pretty ridiculous claims. They say things like, well, plants contain phytotoxins, which are a plant's natural defense against being eaten. And these phytotoxins are not only bad for us, but they're the causes of many of our common lifestyle diseases. Now, sorry. I don't mean to make fun of you if you you believe that. And I just realized that was probably a pretty shitty way of coming off. But I think that's a kind of a ridiculous claim. 
for a number of reasons, not the least of which being that we evolved eating both plants and animals for the entirety of our human existence. So to somehow think that eating plants or eating animals is unhealthy for us is a bit of a stretch in my mind, right? I added this one to the list, carnivore diet, because of how fast it seems to be trending. This was still very, very niche just a year or two ago, but it seems to be growing legs primarily from word of mouth by proponents claiming to have these amazing health benefits, mostly posting on social media, right? And at first glance, the carnivore diet does seem to have remarkable health effects, especially for folks with autoimmune conditions. But here's what I want to say about that. It's far less likely that your lupus, asthma, psoriasis, um, rheumatoid arthritis, whatever, was cured by the amazing health healing properties of meat. And it's much more likely that you finally found relief due to eliminating a food that you were intolerant to and that was causing problems. In fact, that exact same miracle cure might be found from someone going on a 100% whole foods plant-based diet. In the end, it really comes down to common sense. The more extreme a diet, and carnivore and 100% plant-based vegan are certainly extreme, the less likely it is to be a long-term healthy way of eating. Now, I'll end with this. Either of these two diets, the vegan or carnivore diet, could have a place being used as a temporary troubleshooting elimination diet, but neither should be considered a healthy lifelong diet. Number three, and you, a lot of you may see this one coming, intermittent fasting. You want to drop some weight quick? Intermittent fast. If your telomeres are getting a little bit short, intermittent fasting will stretch them back out. You got dead cells cluttering up your business? Intermittent fasting is going to clean them out. You got acne? Intermittent fasting. How about brain fog? Intermittent fasting's got you covered. Sex drive a little low? Intermittent fasting is going to perk you right back up. You want to live to be a hundred? Well, then you damn well better be intermittent fasting. Is there any health related issue that intermittent fasting hasn't claimed to have the cure for? So intermittent fasting is number three on our worst fitness trends of 2023 list. And I'll come out and state right here and now that I am not a fan of intermittent fasting or time restricted eating, especially especially for those of us over 50, and definitely not for over 50 weight loss, which is how it's often marketed. And the shorter the feeding window, the less I like it. Now, look, our biology actually has intermittent fasting built in, and it's called sleep. And that's why we call breakfast breakfast, because that's when we break our fast. Now, I want to make a distinction between occasional or periodic prolonged fasting and daily intermittent fasting. There's good reason why prolonged fasting is a part of every major world religion, and I'm personally a big fan, although more for spiritual health and not for physiological health. But we're going to stick with intermittent fasting for weight loss for health reasons for our discussion here. The most common way this is applied is the 16-8 schedule. There's a tons of different ways you can do intermittent fasting, um, but the 16-8 seems to be one of the more common ones. And basically what that means is you fast for 16 hours a day, and then you eat in an eight-hour, what these folks call feeding window. So 16 hours of fasting, eight hours in a feeding window. And Here's why I'm not a big fan of this. A, it's restrictive. Just like vegan or carnivore, 
I can't get on board with these super restrictive diet protocols. Most people can't or don't want to eat that way for the rest of their lives. And B, most of us over 50 aren't getting enough protein already. We should be getting between 0.7 and 1 gram of protein per pound of ideal body weight. And the shorter and more restrictive that eating window is, the more difficult it is to hit that protein goal. And we now have some good controlled clinical studies that have completely debunked intermittent fasting as having any kind of magic for weight loss. There is no magic in intermittent fasting when it comes to weight loss. When we control for variables such as total calorie intake and macronutrients, etc. In other words, intermittent fasting works, and I'm using that in air quotes, for weight loss because it causes you to eat fewer calories in a day. With that being said, here's what I do. I don't eat or drink after dinner, and I typically eat my first breakfast about 10 to 12 hours after my dinner. So in a sense, you could say that I'm practicing intermittent fasting, but I'm not really. And I'll also just throw this out there. I will typically do a 24-hour fast once a month, but again, that has nothing to do with my biological health and is more of a spiritual practice for me. Number two, prescription fat loss drugs. Okay, number two is a doozy. This was quite a year for prescription drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi. Earlier this year, Weight Watchers purchased Sequence. Sequence is the parent company and manufacturer of drugs known as Ozempic and Wagovi for $100 million, making prescription weight loss drugs number two on our worst fitness trends of 2023. For those of you that may be unfamiliar, the peptide drugs, semi-glutide, which is commonly sold under the brand names of things like Ozempic and Wagovi, was originally prescribed as a type 2 diabetes drug, but researchers quickly realized that patients were dropping weight and they quickly pivoted their marketing to capture this very, very lucrative market. And these drugs are all the rage because they work. That is, they have succeeded where so many others have failed. This class of drugs seems to suppress appetite, causing patients to eat less and therefore to lose weight. Now, at this point, you may be thinking, whoa, 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 hang on, Kev. If these drugs actually work, how in the world do they end up on this list and in the number two spot, no less? Here's the thing. They do work, but they do not promote health, or certainly they don't promote any kind of healthy behaviors, especially especially, again, for those of us over 50. So if you take a drug that decreases your appetite and you eat less food, you will, in fact, lose weight. And that's where the magic is in these drugs. But where is that weight coming from? Are you losing unhealthy visceral fat or are you losing healthy muscle? The answer is both which is not ideal for those of us in our 50s, 60s, and beyond. Muscle is absolutely critical for healthy aging. And simply losing weight without modifying any of your unhealthy pre-existing behaviors has very limited upside. Remember back in the intro, I mentioned that we as health consumers, we want the easy button. Well, This is certainly the easy button, but it comes at a cost. There are, of course, side effects, but there's also the not insignificant financial investment. If you don't have type 2 diabetes, your insurance isn't going to cover the cost, at least as of today. So you're looking at shelling out somewhere in the neighborhood of between, say, $1,200 and $1,500 a month for these weekly injections. But here's the really dark side of this one and why I have it so high on this list. 
The weight loss benefits that you get from drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi, they stop the second you stop taking this medication, which is great if you're a shareholder, but it's not so great if you're over 50 and trying to build and maintain a lean, strong, healthy body for the rest of your life. Now, I know that I have this as number two on my worst fitness trends list of 2023, and I'm certainly going to stand by that, but I'm actually not 100% against this class of medicine. I think there's a lot of promise here, and I think that there are many appropriate applications for these drugs. The reason this is so high on this list is I am 100% absolutely strongly against this class of drug being marketed to the masses as some kind of weight loss panacea. Okay, number one. Drum roll, please. So far, we have plant-based zealots in the number five position. Carnivore fanatics at number four. Intermittent fasting camp in the number three spot and prescription weight loss drugs in the number two slot. So who have we left out? Any guesses? If you said cold plunges, you are absolutely correct. This was the year of cold plunge hype, and that puts them in my number one spot in my list of the worst fitness trends of 2023. Now, before I completely trash cold plunges, which frankly I'm getting ready to do, let's take a look at this market and just how popular this has become in such a short time. According to the guys over at the My First Million podcast, the company Plunge, which started manufacturing cold plunge tubs in their basement in 2020, is now a $1 billion company. Not a billion in valuation, but a billion in revenue, in annual revenue. And again, let's look at a billion to appreciate what we're talking about here. Remember that we said a million seconds is about 12 days worth of seconds. That's a lot of seconds. And a billion seconds is 32 years worth of seconds. That's a freaking lot of cold plunge tub sales in a short amount of time, right? A quick look on the Plunge website. You can check them out. It's plunge.com. I don't know how they managed to get that URL, but that was brilliant. Obviously, they're doing a lot of things that are are brilliant if they went from zero to a billion dollars in sales in, in such a short amount of time. But their base cold tub model, which is known as the Plunge, comes in at $4,990. Now, they have a little New Year's special going on. You can save 400 bucks if you want to buy one right now for the standard model. Now, for us tall guys, there's you know, you got to get the X. Excel model and all of that, but let's just say it's about a $5,000 cold plunge tub. And if we want to add another five-year protection plan to that, that costs us another $676.99. So if you got that standard model and you went ahead and sprung for the five-year protection plan, you'd be out $5,666.99. And these guys are selling these at a clip of a billion dollars worth a year. So yeah, I guess you could say this is a hot market right now. You can't go on social media these days without seeing your favorite fitness influencer wincing while they bravely lower themselves into an ice bath. And look, I'm not knocking it. If you like sitting in freezing ass cold water, by all means, have at it. But for those of you listening who just want to lose a few pounds and maybe build a bit of muscle, cold plunges are a complete and total waste of your time and energy. You freezing your ass off for a few minutes is not going to move the health and fitness needle in any appreciable way. And again, I'm not completely against cold plunging. I've done it myself occasionally. I'm sure I will again in the future. But do you know who this practice is appropriate for? Who cold plunges is ideal for? 
Cold plunges are a great idea if you have your nutrition 100% completely dialed in. Not 80-20, I'm talking about completely dialed in, 7 days a week, 52 weeks a year. Cold plunges are for you if you don't drink alcohol. And I don't mean that you only have a couple of beers on the weekend with your buddies. I mean you never drink. Cold plunges are perfect for you if your sleep is 100% dialed in. That is, you go to bed at the same time every night and you wake up at the same time every morning. And I don't mean just the weekdays. I mean every single day of the year. Cold plunges are a fantastic idea if your workouts are 100% dialed in. If you've got the optimal amount of intensity, volume, frequency, and recovery, and your workouts are professionally programmed and periodized. If that's you, you probably would benefit from regular cold plunges. But I doubt that's you. It certainly isn't me. And yes, I'll be the first to admit that there are some benefits of having a cold plunge practice, not the least of which is the self-discipline to do hard things. I just feel that this is way overhyped to most of us everyday normal people. You would be much better off focusing on things like eating real, whole, nourishing foods, consistently strength training, optimizing sleep, getting in those daily steps, and managing your stress than you would be by going out and buying a cold plunge tub, which I predict you're only going to end up covering and using as a place to put some potted plants when your initial cold plunge fervor dies off. Okay, that's it. That's my list of the worst fitness trends of 2023. My goal in making this list right before the new year is to encourage you to focus on the basic and to avoid the shiny objects. And if you're someone who would like a customized blueprint to help you build and maintain your dream body, hit me up. Just don't expect us to program any dubious diets, wonky workouts, dangerous drugs, or freezing ass cold water. Okay, folks, so that's it for 2023. I sincerely wish you and your loved ones a very happy and healthy new year. I'll catch you in 2024. Okay, that's our show for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I want to let you know that we have other free resources over at silveredgefree.com. There you'll find our free guides with our top tips on nutrition, exercise, and healthy lifestyle to assist you in your weight loss and fitness journey. So feel free to head over there and download anything that looks useful to you. I'll put links to everything we talked about in the show notes, and you folks can find those over at silveredgefitness.com slash 257. As we wrap up our time together today, you can show your support for this show in two important ways. The first is to tell a friend about this podcast and encourage them to give it a listen. The second is for you YouTube folks to click the like and subscribe buttons and for you podcast folks to please give this podcast a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and be sure to subscribe and follow so you don't miss any future episodes. I really appreciate you spending your time with me today and until next time, stay strong.